0: What's up what's up y'all this is bmb man we are back we got another good one for y'all man um some good topics and a lot of things that have happened since the last time we've even done a show so uh we're gonna try to get back into this hopefully we can be a little bit more uh, get some more shows out there for you guys uh that have been been waiting on some more material from us um and so hopefully this will be the beginning and, and we can we can keep this going. So, uh, man, like I like we always do, I just want to start by introducing my guys, man, see how they doing, uh, talking to them. Um, and then and then we'll get into the show. So uh, let's start off with uh, Brent, man. What's going on with you, man? Uh, what you been up to?
1: Well, other than that, I'm doing pretty good, though. All on my end is going pretty well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, with these COVID numbers, they starting to come down. Been hearing hopefully this is the beginning of the end of hopefully of COVID. If people continue to do the things that they're supposed to do, because they show lifting these mandates. So I hope this is the end coming towards the end of it. So we shall see. Mm-hmm. All right.
2: All man, it's right. been
1: a long two years, ain't it? Yeah. <clears throat> line.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a while. Um, but yeah, man, what's what's up with you, Meldrick? How you feeling?
2: Man, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good, you know. Yeah. Uh, kinda a little, a little, a little disappointed. Yeah. And I, you have no know reason
1: why. to hang your head low. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, but we we'll, we'll talk about it. But uh, I'm I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm not not doing as good as you though. You, you know, you over there on the on the beach. Oh
0: you know, man, I'm I'm getting palm trees and such. You know, getting this tan in, man. You know. <laughs> About to run out here, go go for, for a swim and a jog in a little bit.
2: Oh yeah. Okay. A little, a little sea salt, a little sea spray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish, man. I
0: wish this is where I was at. Right now, it'd be nice. We
2: know we can we can do that one of these days. Take a little old trip, you know, mm-hmm. to the beach somewhere.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. That that'll be awesome. So glad to hear you guys are doing well. You know, um, sounds like things are going good um so same with me things are are great here and so um we got like I said we got a great show for y'all of course we're going to start with um you know something major that happened over the weekend which was the Super Bowl
1: um and speaking of California
0: oh yeah speaking of California yeah it was actually in uh in SoFi Stadium which was in California um which is uh, LA LA yeah New stadium out there. Um, when you look at that stadium, I would love to go and just visit and just, like, tour the stadium because it mm-hmm. looks amazing. Um, yeah. The screen, uh, just the layout, it, it looks amazing um, out there. But it's amazing. Yeah, they, uh, the Super Bowl's in L.A. The L.A. Rams were in the Super Bowl, um, so they were at home. Um, they played the Cincinnati Beagles, The Cincinnati Bengals, uh, for all of you who don't know or who may be new to the show. Meldrick is a Cincinnati Bengal fan. Uh, and so that's his team. Yeah. He always talks about his team. Uh, so um, I was happy for y'all, man. Y'all, y'all made it uh to mm-hmm. the to the big dance. Um y'all came there, y'all came there to play, man. Y'all came there to win. Um, I do have to say that y'all um y'all, y'all have a y'all have a squad, man. Y'all definitely do. Uh, what was y'all take from the Super Bowl and just kind of what what do y'all you know, what did y'all think about it? I guess you know.
2: I'll save the 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 sports stuff for it, uh, for the sports section, but as far as uh, as far as culturally, it was a refreshing, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, because uh, it kind of brought you back, you know, kind of like a, a throwback type thing. Because everybody, you know what I'm saying, most of everybody that performed, you know, we kind of grew up on, uh, except for mm-hmm. a couple of the newer people, you know, we kind of grew up on, on you know, Snoop, Mary J. Blige, Dr. Dre, Eminem, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. with even 50. 50 yeah. um, and so, uh, you know, because Kendrick, Kendrick's somewhat new, he's not new, new, but he's somewhat new, newer. He hadn't been in the game as long as, as all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's with this generation. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, it was kind of like a, a refreshing, like like a like a uh, man. This is us, you know. So we know know all the lyrics to the songs, mm-hmm. know all the songs and everything. So, right. yeah, it was it was it was a it was a nice refresher for me, in my opinion.
0: Right. Yeah. What about for you, Brent? How how was the the you know how did you see the the whole Super Bowl experience?
1: Well, I mean, it was just full circle to say that. First off, it was in California. Then you had their own team in the Super Bowl. And then on top of that, they win. And then California did the halftime show. Because when you think of that culture, you think of Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg help you remember that. Mm -hmm. It, 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 It helped seal the stamp on what Dr. Dre has brought to hip hop. I mean, you, I mean, all those artists that was, that he brought to that table, he has a piece of making a career what it is, especially Snoop, Eminem, and Kendrick Lamar. You know, he yeah. produced their first albums. So, yeah. I mean, first time we heard of Snoop was when him and Dr. Dre deep, did deep cover. And then when um, Dr. Dre did the Chronic album, you know, Snoop was on there as well. And then in, on his 2001 album, Doc, I mean, Snoop was on that as well. So it, to me, just came full circle. I think that was just a good way of just letting folks know Snoop been in this. I mean, not Snoop, but yeah, Snoop, but Dr. Dre's been in this game mm-hmm. for a long time. But it was just a few things I was just hoping that I would have saw. I was hoping I would have heard Cruising Down the Street in My Six Folks. You know, like a reunion of um, N-W-A. NWA. And then hopefully, with it being the culture of Los Angeles, he and the Isley Brothers' footsteps in the dark, and then saying, hey, today was a good day. 7 left. I mean, I was, I was kind of hoping I would have
2: heard. Hey, if, Q, they'd brought, if, if they'd have brought Cube on stage, that'd have been, that'd have set it off the top. Yeah, that, that probably would have been, because you where, know, a lot of people were. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Meltzer. Go ahead, go uh, ahead. I was just saying, because you know, a lot of people were saying that this could have been the greatest Super Bowl halftime, Super Bowl halftime show of all time. Mm-hmm. And I think it, had they brought uh, Cube out, uh, that probably would have set it on top for sure, right. for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, because, I mean, because you can argue about, you know, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, yes. uh, Beyonce, Prince. Yeah, you can argue all of those, uh, as you know, and as of which one is the best. Uh, but had they brought out uh, Q, and you know yeah, what I'm saying, they, I, they, I think it a, it a set it off. And I, I know I saw somebody said they was waiting on for them to uh, bring out a like a Tupac hologram. Oh, yeah, you know, and have one of his songs play too. So yeah. well, they did. They
1: did California Love, and that's oh, yeah. where I thought they were gonna mix Tupac in with that, but. I don't know if that would have been a little bit too creepy because if you've seen them holograms, it's kind of creepy. But they could have yeah, used they his voice. They could, yeah. just, like, just like when Justin Timberlake did the tribute to Prince, which was perfectly done. They could have did the same thing for California Love with with, with Tupac. But yeah, Melody, if, if I would have heard footsteps in the dark of, from uh, the Isley brothers and then heard Snoop saying, today was a good day, that that would have took it to another level for the culture of hip-hop and Western hip-hop, the West Coast, just for the culture period of hip-hop. Yeah. And another thing I love, because once it was announced, you know, because Jay-Z running the music ministry of the NFL, so <laughs> that's what I was talking the music ministry. I mean, I kind of figured the, this next Super Bowl going to have a tribute to hip-hop to it. And I was glad it was done the way it was. And I still think it's definitely, if you're thinking about as far as the technology of it, this one is definitely the best. Because my favorite part was at the very beginning when you see Dr. Dre sitting at his, at the producer's chair. And he's rising, It's like he's rising to the occasion. And then he just turning everything up. And and boy, the crowd just went wild when they saw. I enjoy, and I see another thing. I like a lot of white people didn't want this. As Soon as they announced it, they were talking oh, they, 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 All the Super Bowl oh, the going stuff. hood I think and it's all
0: that. Types of white people because you got a lot of white people that listen to hip hop.
1: Yeah, and hip-hop, you got these, and these awesome, rednecks.
0: You, know, you can't you can't say it's a lie because it's it's a lot of white people that buy hip hop.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, but uh, what I'm talking about is the white folks that dissed it as there well, as far trying to say uh, that- it's going hood, the suit and went to hell and all that kind of stuff. Well, they laughed at their face. But Dr. Dre explained how everybody was professional, was on time, and then the just how he watched everybody because, you know, he was in control of everything. So everything was done with the spirit of excellence. And with Mary J Black coming with uh, merging R&B and hip hop to get the first artist to merge both those genres together. And then here you got Eminem, you know, doing his thing. You got Kendrick Lamar. He was in, Kendrick was in the zone. He wasn't doing too much dabbing and all that because he was in the zone of it all. <laughs> so that's one yeah. thing I appreciate about uh, Kendrick Lamar. But Emin, no, Eminem, he took a neo. But you really didn't pay attention to it because you saw Dr. Dre getting on the keys. I'm going like, I ain't know Dr. Dre not to play no pimp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was just good. I I, I enjoyed every. It I, like everybody else was saying, it was just too. Seemed like it was too short.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. think about it. You got all those artists. These are these are all mm-hmm. you know, super you know, superstars. You know. And, I mean, this is, what, 30 minutes? It, it may not even been 30 minutes. 30. It was 15 minutes. 15-minute 15 segment, you know. And how do you fit all of this right. greatness in, in the 15 minutes? Mm-hmm.
1: So, you
0: know, and just kind of, I like what you They Because
2: they could have done an hour concert if they wanted to. I mean, and, right. they really could
0: have. Um, and each one probably could have done the Super Bowl by themselves. Right. Um, yeah, that's true. Their catalog and all the music that they have. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it brought, it brought us back. I know um, that was our generation, Dr. Dre, Snoop, um, even Eminem and, and some 50 um, and even just that West coast style, man. It's so, mm-hmm. it's so unique, you know, you know, right away um, if it's, you know, West coast um, right. because of that, that style and that flavor that they come with, man. And so I enjoyed it as well, man. It took me back. Um, it was funny looking at some of the Instagram posts and people, posting their, their crypt walks and people trying to dance, you know, um, you know, when they saw the halftime show. So that, that was funny. Uh, that kind of took me back as well. So, man, it, it was amazing. It was one of the best ones I've seen. Like y'all said, it's one of the top halftime shows, Right. Um, you know. And, um, day, so.
1: and, you know, Mayor J. Black talked about how um, they asked, they said about getting paid and He said she said, I'm not going to say you don't need to get paid, but she was basically saying, you're going to eat off of this forever. Yeah. If you looked at the their charts the next, what, next few days after the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. who was all number one? Dr. Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Mary J. Blige. She took over the R&B charts. Um, all, all, all of them, 50 was back on the top 10, but Dr. Dre was number one. I think his video today. um, Still, Dre. It went over a billion streams on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like at nine, no eight, no. It was at nine hundred something million. Now it's at a billion. So, like, like she said, they're gonna be eating off of this forever.
0: Right. Yeah. It's all put, put, uh, a it, publicity. So you yeah, get, you get free publicity, you know, across
2: the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when I yeah. saw, uh, I saw a statistic. It said uh, over 100 million people watched that game. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The ratings were, were really good. Wow. Yeah, 100 million people.
1: That's that's crazy. That's a lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of people. Did, did y- y'all hear how much commercial? 30-minute, 30 30-second 30 commercials, $7 million. Yeah. You yeah. got 30 seconds to pitch your product. <laughs> For seven million dollars, god, dog, yeah, but
2: it's gonna be remembered forever, Uh yeah, it's gonna get you all kinds of publicity because you think about it 100 million people watching, and your commercial come across
1: that's 100 million people that's 100 million people that know what your product is, yeah. And like Braxton, we were trying to figure out that one commercial with the um crypto.com, the crypto. I mean, I don't think neither one of us did it, but. I'm pretty sure somebody did it and a, a whole bunch of people got their phone out and they just oh they it was
2: a, yeah cuz I am sure it was a commercial that you, if you you uh they want the QR code floating around mm-hmm. yeah so if you put your phone on it it probably would have showed you the commercial so I I didn't do it so I don't I wonder what it was
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's just talking about crypto
1: Yeah mm, okay yeah I mean on something Yeah
0: and so it's it's publicity, man. These people now everybody know right about about your company, yeah. Uh, just because of a commercial. So, no, right. it was a it was a really good Super Bowl star-studded event. I mean, it was it was stars like like crazy out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's nothing. I mean, you you have to expect that being in L.A., uh, where all the stars are. So, um, somebody was,
2: told me it was good to see. Uh, somebody told me that they said, <laughs> Kanye and Antonio Brown was hanging out together. They were. I didn't see it. So yeah, they yeah, took a it picture with uh,
0: what's it, the quarterback from Baltimore?
1: Oh, uh, Lamar. Jackson. Uh, Lamar
0: Jackson. Yeah, they took a picture with Lamar. But they were there hanging out.
1: And his had two had of his all, kids uh, were there with him. Was black, with um, all black. And so it was. A,
0: man, it was all the stars were, were pretty much there. Man, I mean, whoever yeah. you can think of out in L.A. Yeah, you know, they were we there. there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I when you see about it's about everybody. Everybody. Everybody was.
2: There. I mean, they were probably the only ones that could afford the, t- the tickets. So yeah, yeah, them tickets wasn't cheap.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were. And I mean, you see stars just sitting in like regular seats.
1: Regular seats.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got, you got. I guess you got like, you got to really know someone or really, really have some pull to get to get the uh, the box seats.
1: Yeah, uh, in L.A. Like, man, like LeBron. Yeah, like LeBron, you got to be
0: on that level. Think Him about and Kevin. You know, type of level uh-huh. you got to be on to get in the box, Kevin Hart. LeBron, yeah.
1: Jay Z, and Beyonce. And
0: Beyonce, like you gotta be, <laughs> you gotta be somebody to get yeah. these men in the boxes. So, yeah, I, I can't even imagine how much were those tickets. Did y'all, did y'all take a look at how the, much? I think I the think
1: cheapest he- that I found was five something thousand.
0: About Five thousand.
2: Yeah. I think when I when I first started looking, I wanted to say the cheapest ticket was like about three grand.
1: Okay, I think something like
0: that. The day of, they went up to about like seven grand, I think. Yeah, I
1: think yeah. that at the day of, it was, but when I looked, it was right at five, the cheapest, and then that's in the nose, like far away. Yeah, right. Five, something thousand dollars. And then it's like, I'm like, you, you, all this time, it's the people that pay to come to the game, and now they can't even come. So, I mean, yeah, people were there, but. Yeah, but. <laughs> It wasn't no it wasn't folks like us, just regular folk. No, nah, you're
0: not gonna get to that game. Not in the LA, wow. the LA Rams playing.
2: I saw uh I saw somebody showed me a picture where they were posting uh you know how you go to the Cowboys stadium, and if you don't want to park inside the stadium, like those restaurants and oh, yeah. and those people's houses who live across the street, mm-hmm. you can you know some people let you park in their yard for you know mm-hmm. however much they want to charge you, probably like twenty, twenty-five dollars, thirty dollars, something like that. Uh, I saw one where it said Super Bowl parking in and, and you know in residential areas. Like one sign said four hundred dollars.
0: Yeah. I mean yeah. parking in the stadium was was about was over a thousand dollars.
1: Are you serious? Park- yeah. To I mean, yeah, parking- that makes sense.
0: That that makes sense. It was over over a thousand. And maybe been, been close to two thousand just to park just to park in the stadium. Oh, uh, it was so. I, I can imagine four hundred dollars. That that was a good deal. Um, yeah, parking, <laughs> yeah. at that stadium for sure. The show, um, but yeah, yeah. That's that was the Super Bowl. We'll we'll get some more into it later uh, during the show because we'll get into the actual game and just kind of how that went. <clears throat> um, but let's move on, y'all. Just uh, we're going to touch on some other topics here. Um, just one thing going on here recently that happened right before the Super Bowl. Um, Coach Brian Flores. Um, uh, filed a suit or is suing the uh, the NFL and I think about three teams for uh, racism as far as like the coaching or hiring practices practices go. Um, if you don't know, he's claiming that um there was racism uses used toward toward him uh, in hiring practices. Um, he used to be the head coach for the Miami Dolphins. Um, after that he was. Well, after last year, or this yeah, after this year, he was fired uh, from that job, and then he um, went and interviewed with uh, the Giants, mm-hmm. um, the Texans, the Saints, uh, Broncos, and so he was saying with the Broncos, the Giants, uh, and the Miami Dolphins, uh, there was racism basically
2: um, <clears throat> in the their rule. practices.
0: Um, so the the Rooney rule has been implemented uh, years ago. So. Um, that minorities and Blacks would have um, equal opportunity for these head coaching positions and coaching positions just period. Um, And so um, teams have been instituting it. There have been reports of people saying that some teams just do it just to check off the box to say that they Mm -hmm. did it Mm -hmm. because they have to. Um, And so that's kind of part of what Brian is saying here that some of these teams seem disinterested like they weren't taking him serious. Um, And that um, even one team, uh, he found out that someone else had the job before he even had his interview. Um, So um, just kind of, you know, what he's saying, there's unfair practices in the NFL as far as the teams go, but some of the teams as far as uh, hiring black and minority coaches. So um, I'm not sure if y'all read anything on that, but that's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's just something that's going on. So I just wanted to mention that.
1: Um, well, let me say this real quick. Just today they came out that the NFL hired former attorney general Loretta wrench, of uh, from president Obama's attorney, second attorney general. Mm-hmm. They hired her to plead the case on their defense. Okay. So she just, they just put that out today.
0: Okay. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see there. I mean, they made a statement. She's a right. black lawyer. Um, they made a statement right away saying that there um there's no um I guess uh, there's no no racial racism, bias racism, race, yeah, no racial bias in the hiring practices of the NFL. Um but then but they, they had did to Houston back. did hire a black
1: coach. Hmm? Houston did hire a black coach.
0: But I mean, Brent, they hired a black coach last year and then fired him. So yeah, that really that's what I'm saying. They, they just,
1: they just, they trying to make. They just trying to, meet, just trying to uh, what's the word?
0: Well, I mean, we don't, we don't know what they're trying to do. But what they did, they hired a black coach and then fired him. So with them hiring Lovey Smith, it's a better look because he, Lovey's actually been a head coach before, uh, in the league. Uh, so Lovey's got head coaching experience. I actually think it's a good fit. Um, but I, I really think, and maybe what you're trying to say, they may be trying to save face. Um, for, the mm-hmm. NF, for the NFL, because there was reports that um, that the Texans actually wanted to hire McGowan, um, who, who was a quarterback in the league, who's been coaching high school football, who's not even hasn't even had coaching experience uh, in the yeah, NFL right. or even college. And so there was reports that they wanted to hire him, but I think because of the what Brian Flores did here, they decided you know not to even not to even go that route. So they right. went and hired Lovey Smith. So I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, how long are they gonna keep Lovey Smith? You know, how long is he and gonna his, keep his his head coaching position? Is he gonna get fired next year? I mean, we don't we don't know.
2: And see, the thing was, and what what I was uh, what I was seeing and what I had read is that uh, well, what the what what people were saying, uh, and this is like certain certain uh, other uh, uh, black players and black coaches and stuff and stuff like that. What they were what they were wanting Mm -hmm. is to not just interview somebody just to say they interviewed, like y'all said a while ago, they want to interview, they want, they want black coaches to be interviewed and they want black coaches to be really considered for their ability to coach, not just because, you know, because they're black and they're doing it to check a box. They want to be interviewed and to be, Hired, yeah, to be interviewed and hired because of their actual ability, ability yeah. and because of what they what they can actually do, that's not just because.
0: Yeah, right. and that's you're right. That's part of what Brian Flores is saying in his right. lawsuit right. is that he wants a fair he wants a fair opportunity, you know, at these positions because of his ability and not just because he's black.
2: Right, he wants to be like if he don't get the job, he just don't get the job because they don't they don't believe in his ability, not because they don't believe, they're not because he's black or if he does get the job, they they want him to to be hired because of his coaching ability and his Mm -hmm. resume and all of that, not just because they want to hire a black coach to say, like they said, like I said, check a box and say they hired a black coach.
0: Right. But it's, it's, and and that's good. But what it's going to come down to too is the the Rooney rule. Um, Will they, will they be able to, um, make it better, you know, like make it uh, make it to where teams have to follow these rules um, mm-hmm. you know and not just check off a box so uh, we'll see, you we'll see what happens, um, that's a good point right. you brought up Brent about the attorney from Obama's um, uh, cabinet being hired by the NFL um, to and, I guess, and kind of fight that, the case for them.
1: And that made me feel kind of awake too when you just said saving face are they you all just hiring a black lawyer just say well we can't be rape we gotta we, we hired a black lawyer to be out yeah. the face of us fighting against this racial divide or whatever they want to call it mm-hmm. so when I heard that it made me like mm, okay mm-hmm. but just real quick the current is three percent parent of black head coach in the NFL it was one now it's two Three of the last 31 head coaches hired since 2018 were black. That's 9%. Four current black def- uh, offense coordinators, that's 12%. 11 current black defense coordinators, 34%. And six current black uh, general managers, which is 19%. So that's yeah. just kind of breaking down the numbers. Yeah. So it was one head coach. So far now it's two. Well, ain't it three? Didn't the Dolphins hire? High-
0: the Dolphins hired a, a minority coach. He
1: is mixed uh, with black mixed, and black. yeah, with black and white. So mm-hmm. you got yeah, two and a half now. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know if he's black and white. but I know he's got. He said his dad. I think they said his dad. He said black his dad black. was black. But I don't know. I don't know what else he's because he's multi. They say he's multiracial. Multiracial. I don't
1: know what, uh-huh. what that means, <laughs> but right. That's
0: what he is. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good point, Brent. And um, and you do, and I, I will admit, you do see diversity um more in like the the some of the offices the front offices you see more general managers getting hired that are minority and black um, yeah, I a whole lot that, more than what i thought um this past season so it's that's a good thing um but it's still you know it seems like there's still more work to be done right right um but yes yeah, so also um there so There's some more things going on that we'll we'll keep talking about here and just kind of moving moving through the topics here, y'all. Um, Sean Payton stepping away uh from the Saints. Um, as of you know, as of now, he's re uh I don't know if he's actually saying he's retiring, but he is taking a break and he he, he wants to go into like broadcasting. Um there are some chirping or other people saying that, you know, he may be using this time away to try to, you know, you know, get away from the Saints because of all the, the issues and things that have been going on there. He may be looking to go to another team. Um, Come on, Dallas. And so there's <laughs> Dallas. There's other, team. <laughs> there's Dallas, of course, because he he uh, lived in Dallas uh, for a while. He may still have a house in Dallas.
1: He still got a home here. Yeah.
0: Oh, so he's got a home in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, he coasted in Dallas uh, for years with, when Tony Romo was here. And so there are some some reports saying that he may be looking to make a move to Dallas and there could be other teams that come available next year that he could be looking at as well so I don't know we just it we'll see what happens with that I don't know if you guys read any information about that um but
2: yeah not anything extra I just read that, you know the fact mm-hmm. that he was he was quitting, basically yeah and so maybe he just wanted to
0: yeah, some yeah, new I mean, scenery. Who knows? Right, and it may be, and we all know Sean Payton's a really good coach. Um, yeah. And what he's been doing over there with the Saints without a quarterback is is amazing. It's amazing. So, yeah, and so the guy guy can really coach, and for him to step away right now has really got to be something going on or some issues going on. So, um, hopefully, get that worked out. We'll see. See what happens. <laughs>
1: Come on, Dallas.
0: um So Sean Payton's, you know, stepping away. Um, but there's also someone else stepping away. The goat, or who some people <laughs> consider the goat, right? Uh, Tom Brady is retirement. Tom Brady retired as well. Some people are saying that there may be a chance he's coming back. Tom Brady had a really good season this past season. Um, I know you he guys was, watched uh, the NFL. He did
2: yeah. a whole bunch of. Uh, he was like top three or top two or not or or first in almost every category. Almost, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. He was, yeah. And he was up there in the right in the MVP race. Uh right, with yeah. Aaron Rodgers uh this year. Um I mean what passing yards, touchdowns. Uh, Brady was right I'll up see there. See how he
1: was, didn't get it.
0: Yeah, one of the best years st- statistically of his, his career. And he's in, you know, for, he's 44 years years old. It was 22nd season with the NFL. So um that's I don't know, that's amazing. And a lot of a lot of yeah. people were saying. It doesn't – the way he played this year, I mean, it doesn't make sense, you know, for him to retire. They don't – they do see why he's retiring now, you know.
2: Well, he he left an open-ended answer. Yeah, he, thank you, Mel. Uh, when, when they ended – when he's on his podcast, mm-hmm. uh, they was like, so are you really retiring? He was like, you never say never. <laughs> he he. I mean, and he, then he goes on to say, um, uh, I think I made a good decision on – he, on on what on what he decided, basically, mm-hmm. he said he made a good decision. But he said, like I said, he also said, you can never say never. And one quarterback that uh, that was an analyst, Matt Hasselback, said, he said that that first year after he retired, he said he was glad he retired. He, you know, what I'm saying he was he was beat up, he was, he, you know, what I'm saying he, his body was hurting. He had a chance to rest, be with his family. He said for a whole year he had a chance to rest. And and be with his family. He said now that second year, he was like the itch came back. He said he had been he had time to rest, his body was good. And he said he felt good. And he said that he said that was this that was the year. The second year was the year where the itch starts to get you, you know, because that's what you've been doing for so long. He said the itches, he said, and that may be he said, I don't he said, I don't believe Tom Brady will come back next season. But he said the season after. He said, you know, he he almost be fifty, you know. And um he said that is when the itch might hit him the hardest. And you know, it could be uh something possible about him coming back. Uh but not but not not here this first season. Now yeah. like, we don't know. You know, so any, anything can happen. So yeah. like I said, he he did leave an open ended answer on that on that podcast where he said, never say never. So
0: <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and that's I mean, that's coming from Tom Brady. You have to, you have to definitely, I guess, give it, give it some credit, man. Like Amen. never say never. He could, he could definitely choose to come back tomorrow, or next season. So, um, he's definitely, he's definitely fit for it. He plays the perfect position uh, to play, you know, to keep playing. And so, um, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's let's move on. Um. There are some other topics, Mel. I think we'll let you get to that later in the sports section with um, with the the trade that just happened with uh, Ben Simmons and James Harden, Um, and then we're gonna we'll just go right into just some of the other topics here, okay? Um, So.